So now you've hopefully cleared the clutter and organized the rest. Maintenance is going to be key. Let's see how we can make this easier for all of us. Welcome to GE Atelier, the podcast where intentional interior design meets mindful living. I'm your host, Shihan Askar, and I'm here with you on this journey to transform our living spaces into sanctuaries that reflect our unique story, personality, style, and lifestyle, while elevating our everyday life at home. So step inside my design workshop and let's design your home together. So in the previous episodes of this decluttering series, we discussed in detail how to approach declutter in a new way. I offered three fresh ideas for you and you can go back to episode five to listen and think about this approach and see if you like to apply it when you declutter. And we also discussed what is your intention behind decluttering, which should be a little bit of a deeper reason beyond just having a clear and clean house. And I discussed this in episode six, if you want to go back and listen to that. And I also created a little guide for you that summarizes those concepts so you can keep it handy when you need a reminder. Check the show notes for the link and sign up to get that guide straight to your inbox. So today we'll dive deeper with specific ways we can keep our homes clutter-free and organized. Now that hopefully we've done the difficult part, which is a deep decluttering session, it's going to be important to maintain that. As I mentioned before, decluttering, organizing, and of course, tidying up and cleaning are ongoing things that we have to do. Things just have a way to come into our homes one way or the other. Items get used, so a continuous reassessment is necessary. I personally found the key is really to establish simple systems and some small habits so that it can become easier. So a first system is to create functional storing. So something that works for you. It's a personal thing. But in general, you can categorize items and group the items that are in the same category together. This just makes it easier to store and find them later. Have a place for everything, even if they don't always make it back to that place. But at least there is a designated place for each item. Store things where you actually use them. Store daily use items where they're easy to get to and things that you only occasionally or seasonally use, you can store it in harder to reach cabinets or just stored away completely. Another thing is, have you noticed that horizontal surfaces are a magnet for clutter, including the floor? So really have a system to keep those surfaces clear. You can use trays or baskets to again keep items together because I notice if you keep the entire surface empty and available, <laughs> it can easily fill up, especially areas where it's a zone where you drop off things like mail and packages, things like that. So just have a place where you can just group those items together so it doesn't take over. 
Another system is having a clutter bin and a donation bin. So in rooms where clutter tends to collect, you could use a basket to collect the items quickly. And then later, when you have the time, you can go through it and return things where they belong or throw it away if needed. But it's just a more realistic system than saying, I'm going to always return the items as soon as I'm done using them. That's for me personally. Another one is keeping a donation bin at all times. Fill it up as you go and then find the time to actually donate the items. Again, this will make it easier with decision making because you're giving yourself a little bit more time and you are deciding on a single item, not an entire room or category. The other thing I found useful is to build mini habits to keep the home clutter free as much as we can. I know it's easier said than done, especially if you live with other people who might not have the same habits or desires that you have to keep the house a certain way. But I highly recommend a book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's an amazing book on how to establish habits and how to make it easier for us to stick with them. And I don't think it's realistic to look at this list that I'm about to give you and decide now that you're going to do that every single day and be strict about it. That all or nothing mentality. The point is that you start thinking about what is doable for you, choose a schedule that works for you and stick to it, at least for the most part. I suggest you start by creating your own daily, weekly, or even monthly routine, and then you can tweak it as you establish that habit. So habit number one is to always take something with you when you leave a room. Before leaving a room, I do a quick once over and take an item that doesn't belong there. Even if it's just to get it closer to where it actually belongs. You don't have to go all the way and put it where it usually should be. Habit number two is to put things away after we use them. And it's kind of related to the first point that it is probably one of the hardest habits for me. It is definitely easier said than done, especially if I think that I will use the item again. I might be just tempted to keep it in sight, almost like a reminder. So still working on that one. Habit number three is to throw something away or donate every day, or at least weekly if possible. It could be the smallest thing, an item that is easy to get rid of, nothing emotional here. And you could use the one in, one out rule for new purchases to maintain a clutter-free home. If you're really ambitious and you want to declutter as you go, not just maintain the status quo, but actually have less items, you could also follow the one in and two out method. Usually these items are in the same category. Just understand that the items you bring in cost more than just the price. It requires energy, time, effort to maintain once they enter your home. And fill that donation bin every time you realize you don't need an item anymore. Make it a habit. For example, this is very useful to have in a closet. You try something on, you don't like it anymore, put it in the donation basket. Again, it shouldn't involve huge decisions. Habit number four is to do a quick reset 
of your home or at least of a room. Again, make it a realistic goal in the beginning until you get used to it. I usually like to reset my home in the morning because it sets the intention for the day. And I'm still working on the evening reset since this is usually the time I like to relax. So work in progress. And habit number five is about paper and digital clutter, which is usually harder to control because it doesn't take as much space visually. It could definitely take space mentally if you have that pile of paper or projects that you need to go through or finish. So make it easy. If paper and mail collects, again, use a tray to collect it and go through it on a regular basis. If not daily, then weekly. Whatever works for you. For me right now, it's weekly for the mail. Monthly or so for office paper. And digital clutter is still something I'm working on. Like I need to set up a regular time to go through my emails, the photos or files, screenshots, all of that stuff that is on our devices. As you can see, intentional decluttering is a continuous process, a journey. So remind yourself that it's progress over perfection here. I stopped expecting it to be perfect and not having to declutter ever again once I've done it. It's actually nice to reassess what you have and what you want. So all these ideas can help maintain the space, but a deeper decluttering session might still be needed again at some point, which is fine. It doesn't necessarily mean there is a problem in the system or in the way you're doing things. It just might mean that you have a different lifestyle and needs now. You can do this once a year, for example, or whenever you feel that the space and the items no longer serve their purpose. Consider it a home inventory. Take stock of what you have and whether it still serves your needs. Review your storage system. Do you need a different storage system? More of it? Less of it? Just adjust as you need it. I believe that a clutter-free home really helps gain a sense of calm and well-being. And it gives you the time and space to focus on other things you want to do. And maintaining it is a way to reflect on your space and feel more connected to it. It will also help you set the space to make intentional design choices. I hope you found these ideas helpful. And as I mentioned, you can get the guide in the show notes and print it out if you need a reminder of the habits we discussed. And I would love to hear your ideas on how you keep your home tidy. Tag me on Instagram and let me know. Thank you for joining my atelier. Don't forget to follow the podcast. And please consider rating the show and writing a review. It helps a lot. See you in the next episode.